0: Hey everyone, this is the Bumcast. It's your host, HBIC, the head bum in charge, along with Baloney and the Southside Bum. We are back. And I have to say, you know, it, it was a it was a pretty good weekend for Chicago's Soxed, especially taking two out of three from the Cubs. Uh, but myself, on Saturday, I went to that Sox Cubs game and I have to say, I, I brought it back in time, gents. I pulled out the, the the 13 hour drinking marathon, started at two o'clock and got home at three in the morning. Um, I'm I'm almost 40 and I, I brought it back and still paying for it two days later, but totally worth. I it. I feel like shit just thinking about you doing that,
1: let alone even pretending that I could go all night i should say drink all night but uh (laughs) yeah dude good for you i know you had mentioned uh i saw you checking i was up like just at home yeah and then you checked into wrigleyville i'm like what the fuck is this guy doing
0: over there somehow i ended up in wrigleyville my i brought my sister and brother-in-law to to the game with with us and my sister, who's not a not a big drinker, got a couple of beers in her, and then all of a sudden wanted to go visit my my brother up in Wrigleyville, who was hanging out at Country Club. So shout out to Country Club, one of my favorite bars in Wrigleyville, one that didn't get you know revamped or demolished or anything like that during the uh, the Ricketts era. But um, as a first time, I, I don't, first off, I don't know how the hell I ended up in Wrigleyville after a Sox game, especially that game that the Sox lost, got their fucking asses handed to him, embarrassed the one game i go to is with the one that they only got four hits but that's another topic right there but um i haven't been to wrigleyville in in, a, in probably like five years and my god like it's not wrigleyville anymore it's Rickettsville to me because that place looks like almost like a mini river north now with all the hotels and everything they got over there
1: yeah, I don't think I would recognize it I haven't been up there in a long long time if I do go up there it'll probably be for a lucky sandwich is lucky still around
0: I think it I think it, it was I, I, yeah I didn't really pay attention but they got a, but like yeah. on one side where all the while the b- bunch of bars were um there's a big giant parking garage now right above a UFC gym so there's actually places to park now in Wrigleyville but then you walk out of the garage and then where you expect the iconic mcdonald's to be it's inside a hotel now there's a big giant hotel across from the stadium and um, a lot of the bars are renamed and kind of sprung up except for like sluggers obviously That sluggers is still sluggers and ivy what's the one what's the one where we went like a uh, halloween with the
1: pool the, the one with oh, the juices and there, diamonds right? Yeah. That one's still around. Yeah. Right? That,
0: that's, that's yeah. Deuces and diamonds is still there, but like most cantina is, is all like done up in old crow smokehouse. They're all like stuff trying to do like the fancy, like upscale bar clubby bar kind of thing. But, um, Demos is still there after, after Hell drinking a yeah. country club, I, I went across the street and slammed two slices of pizza. So not much has changed in that aspect, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a, uh, New experience for from when we used to go out back in the back in the days and it, it it's very very unrecognizable now
1: last Heard. question john barleycorn
0: doesn't exist no i closed Damn. wow all of our old haunts
1: are just no more
0: yeah yeah but my uh my brother my brother was hanging at a country club and uh his his girlfriend works over there so we introduced the. I think the highlight of that night was after drinking was introducing my sister to Malort for the first time.
1: Oh gosh. Oh boy! <laughs> or,
0: or the well, she actually got the Chicago handshake, which is shot of Malort chased by old style. Yeah, old style. Yeah. Um, she took the Malort like a champ. Took it like a champ. Then she started slamming those the little juice bags, and then the night the night did not end well for her, but. Yeah, I'm proud of my sister for taking the Malort like a champ. So
2: as long as you guys had a good time, that's all that matters.
0: Yeah, yeah. But that was was the best part of the I have to say going to Wrigleyville was the best part of the evening because that Sox game on Saturday was embarrassing. But the Friday and Sunday game, the Friday and Sunday games made up for it.
1: The Friday game. Yeah, I don't know if you want to get into it now. That Friday game was a football game. I tweeted it out and I, I Instagrammed it that was a football score. They just kept yeah. going. It set. What was it, the final score? 17, 13,
0: 13. That's crazy. Um, I don't see as much as I love the socks, like putting up like that amount of runs. I am very worried that how many runs they gave up to the Cubs, the, those two nights, I mean, Cubs are basically a triple a team right now. And you, you give up 20 runs in the span of two days. I mean, yeah, no, the no.
1: Cubs are a triple A team, but I uh, er, fucking Patrick Wis- Wisdom. I mean, he's just like White Barry Bonds. This guy's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, he needs to shave those, those side, sideburns of his.
1: Not get the Montgomery Burns. Treatment. The yeah. I mean, yeah, Got
2: to keep, give him some sort of like superpowers or something.
1: It was a good yeah. weekend. It was a good weekend for us Sox fans. Yeah. Um, I don't know how far back you want to go. We haven't really talked about the Sox in almost 14 days because we had the fantasy football podcast.
0: So before,
2: I yeah, before, before yeah, before we move on to that, in that Friday game, did you guys like when they scored that first six runs? Did you guys have a feeling that this was going to be one of those games? Because to me, I felt. It felt a lot different than the Saturday game. Saturday, I kind of felt like it was – yeah, that was that was pretty much done for. Friday, for some reason, I did not panic whatsoever. I just felt like it was going to be one of those games. When the Sox came up in the first inning, obviously, they they only scored one run, but they had runners in scoring position. I just felt it was going to be like one of those games that it was going to be a high-scoring game. That Saturday, when I just felt like it was pretty much done. But did you guys have that same feeling as well too?
0: Exactly the same. Well, um, yeah. I, I, I didn't like- get to watch it on Friday. Cause I was at a birthday party, but I was following it on my phone and I turned it on. It's like six, nothing like motherfucker, you know, that da- mother, it was motherfucking Dallas Keiko, like all up and down the rooftop. And you know, it was like, put Lopez in, get him DFAM, all this. Uh, but then when they start chipping away one run, two runs, then yes, hits the the three run bomb to tie it and everything. And it's like, all right, we're let's get on this train now. It's freaking. Yes, man. What a fucking comeback. This guy's had. <laughs> yeah. Eight home runs, and then especially on Sunday, too. You know, yeah, yeah welcome a, back. A welcome, a welcome addition. Um, yeah, yeah, man. That
1: Friday game uh, for those that don't know, um, if you guys follow us on Twitter at shy sports bums, Jason does most of the tweeting. Whenever, whenever there's like a plain tweet, that's Jason doing it, and then all of the embedded videos and stuff like that. That's typically me doing all of that. I couldn't keep up on Friday, I was at home. I was watching the game between Yaz and freaking everyone else, the home runs, the RBIs, the score. I could not keep up with, I'm like, I don't know how these people do it. You know, like obviously like Barstool sports has a team of people like clipping and, and, and doing videos. I just couldn't keep up. I'm like, I'm just going to try to post as much as I can. (laughs) because It was crazy.
0: Yeah, no, that was, that was good. But that Sunday game I was there and you could, you could kind of tell like in the third, fourth inning that, it wasn't going to be our night especially because especially if, like you go to a game and Lance Lynn is pitching and you, fig- you figure out okay this we're gonna get some dick motherfuckers up in here and it's gonna be a nice low scoring game on and yeah we got nothing four hits to Alex Mills with his like five ERA and I don't know I don't, maybe they just were too stoked from or tired from the night before from all the scoring and everything but good to see that they bounce back on Sunday though and Starts mashing the ball again. Was so another whooping, yeah. Um, but you know the series with Toronto, you split it. I mean, you can't really ask much for that. That stadium fucking sucks. That's yeah. that that stadium in the Tampa Bay to be demolished, just blow it to the ground. So I mean, they had a tough they had a tough two weeks. I I can't remember their exact record. I mean, besides the Yankees, they they held in there with think they took what three or four against the a's and then split yeah. uh they lost two against the rays which that sucked that was a, another shit weekend um but splitting toronto that's i guess that's pretty decent too so team's back healthy now and i'm ready now to we go in. yeah now now we go
1: that being said I wanted to bring it up because we haven't talked about the socks in about two weeks and I have we are saying now we go we got Yaz back everyone's healthy you know it's the playoff push if you will but we're in cruise control I wanted to talk to both of you guys about overreacting is there <laughs> like I know on on Sunday Jason you were so pissed off at the lineup like early Sunday morning I woke up to your tweets and I was like what is this guy mad about?
0: Because the reason I was mad is, one, that piss-poor performance from Saturday, they should have all been out there. First of all, La Russa should have made them run around the stadium 10 times for – make them take laps for that fucking embarrassment. Okay, and then they should have all been in there to to work out their, their kinks or whatever. But you don't need any days off for the guys because they had today off and they have Thursday off. There's two days
1: off. You all of the need- day.
0: All of the days off, dude.
1: I don't want – I want extended days off from now until the end of the season. I want everyone fresh and healthy and ready to go for when these games count. I know we've talked about in the past and, and after the All-Star break, people seem to be up in arms. This fan base, man, I feel like we just overreact about the littlest things in the world. It's still a 10-game lead, and people were pissed off that we lost a, one game against the Cubs on Saturday.
0: Yeah, it's that's, that's uh, losing to triple A. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean besides Patrick Wisdom, games. but
2: yeah, I mean, that guy's a beast right now. I mean, he's playing, you know, his best baseball. He's gonna, he's 30 years old. He's probably going to win possibly the, the rookie of the year for the NL. Uh, that's another crazy story, too. But yeah, I mean, you're going to have those games where, I mean, Lanson's going to have one of those crazy games on I mean, you. I know, Granny was against the Cubs. Granny, like, the Cubs are like considered like a triple A team, but you're going to have one of those games. You're going to have those bad games. I mean, Keiko, that is more like, you know, that's more of a, a realistic thing with Keiko. The dude gives up four, run, four runs almost every single game in, in home runs. I mean, that's just the way he is right now. He's not been having a very good uh, year whatsoever. And he should have that same talk that he had last year himself. He should look up in the in the mirror and say, hey, uh, I need to do better. Because uh, this guy, right, if if we're going to the playoffs right now, I definitely would not want him in the rotation whatsoever.
1: Not, not at all. Um, I don't want to on the no
2: he's has definitely been showing showing up he's been doing a lot better uh a late um his strikeouts are incredible he's he's had a lot, a lot more control um so yeah i mean getting back to the whole thing about you know health you know of the players obviously with everybody coming back and now everybody's healthy we're going to the full gear here and you know push the playoffs and all that yeah you want to have these guys um having their days off you want to have them full and healthy to make sure that when we go playoff time and you know hopefully we do have a long run that they're you know ready to go that they're healthy we don't have to like you know sit them out and rest anybody i mean that's the way it is i mean tony LaRusso, this ain't his first rodeo i mean he's won like 12 uh i think it was like 12 division titles or something like that or i mean it's a ridiculous number i mean so this guy knows what to do when it comes to playoff time so um but yeah, I mean we're we're all excited, man. I mean, Jason, I know there's times where and it's not only you, Jason. There's there's other Sox fans that are like that too. When the lineup comes out, they get real, real, real upset. So you're not the only one. So we're not all just bashing you.
0: Oh, I know. I just I just going into the stretch run now, I just want these guys to start getting in their normal lineup and getting ready and working out any other kinks that they got. Like, and there's not really much to fault offensively, except you get those days where you have a couple of slumps. But the only thing I will say, I don't, I, this and this infuriates the fuck out of me. I don't want to sure. see Cesar Hernandez anywhere near the top of that lineup anymore. And I don't know why LaRusa keeps on putting him in leadoff for the second spot. We also, we all know that Lou Bob should be number two from now, like going forward. He's awesome in the two spot. And then you have to, if you're in the playoffs, you have to go between Anderson, Robert, Abreu, Eloy, Grandal, Vaughn that's fucking murder's role right there. And I don't, I don't see how you wouldn't want to start that, that and game one of ALDS, ALCS.
1: We've seen it though. I think, I think once push comes to shove, that is going to be like some iteration of that is going to be the batting order. I will say though, Jason, who did you have in the two spot, Robert? You said who? Louis Robert, you said Lou, Bob. I know I'm not retiring it yet. It's retired. I don't know if you guys saw the logo that came out, the white Sox tweeted it out. Yeah, Um, I did. La Pantera. I love it, man. I love everything about it. I love the logo. I love the name. I love everything about that kid. So I will be retiring Lou, Bob (laughs) for the foreseeable future. It's La Pantera from now on.
0: All right. Fair enough. I mean, it's a good nickname. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. It is. I just. I just. I just like Lou Bob. I don't know why. It just sounds. It's. It sounds. Sounds funny. So. Um. But yeah. Pirates this week. Uh. Then they got. Uh. Red Sox. So. Red Sox will be a good good test because they could potentially meet them in ALDS. So we'll see about that. Um. Some other. Good news on the transaction wire. One, Lori Marketing is no longer on the Bulls. Yay. And Javon Wims is officially kicked out of this town. Woohoo! It's been a good week, ad- man.
1: It's been a good week to be a, a, a sports fan in Chicago. Um, we've been asking for the Lori move. We knew he didn't have a future with this team. Um, and it's more of an indictment. Not an indictment, but it's more of a credit to... AK, once again, these guys have done everything in their power to make the Chicago Bulls a better franchise. And for them to get the haul they did for Lori marketing is a credit to them. Like, I didn't think it was going to be that good. And obviously, you know, it's a step in the right direction. It's excitement. I mean, it's exciting. Um, I am much more excited to watch Bulls games this upcoming season than I was last year in last season, we were talking about the same thing with the signing of Billy Donovan and, and, you know, Patrick Williams doing what he did in the beginning of the season. I feel like they're just taking gradual steps to get back to where the Chicago Bulls should be. So it's exciting.
0: Yeah. And the fact that they got a player and picks in return for that. I'm happy with that trade.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it Lory's needed to be happy. done. It needed to happen.
2: I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Lori's happy he's going to Cleveland. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Watch him blow up and be a stud like, like, uh, was it? Wendell Carter came out of nowhere in the playoffs and everything. Yeah. Nah. Oh, well, I mean, good for, mean good for them. I
2: mean, if they do well, somebody else, I mean, obviously, I, I, a lot of times too, is that, you know, In a player's position, like if they're not gelling in that, um, in that system, you know, it might not be their fun. If they go somewhere else, like, you know, I'll, uh, um, what's his name from from Milwaukee? Um, Bobby Portis, you know, he was, he was very good with, with the bucks and, and, and the run to the, you know, to the championship. So, um, you know, it just, a lot of times it has nothing to do with the actual player, just the system that they're in. So, you know, if it does well, I mean, he does well, go luck, you know, I'm, I don't have ill will towards him, you know, but you know, it just, did not work out in Chicago.
0: Yeah. Well, they got uh Derek Jones Jr. don't know much about him except that he's like a slam dunk guy or something.
1: Yeah. He, he jumps like, you know, out of this world. They, everybody was talking about like practices between him and and uh, Zach Levine are going to be crazy. Um, and from what I read, he's just a really good bench player and, and he's another good defender. So
0: we'll see. Yeah. They got the Portland's lottery, which is protected, I think up to the 14th pick, which that sucks, but yeah, but
1: still first rounder. For, so for I didn't,
0: yeah. I didn't expect No, it. exactly. And we got the Cavs future second rounder. So good for, good for AK man. That Now let's, now let's build on that. Let's get, we got ball and I'm happy let's do it. All right. I lost my train of thought there. Sorry. Now we Cause, go. <laughs> Cause now I want to, now I want to talk about the bears because I was, I was really, really pissed off this week with the bears. I was happy they cut whims. Yes. But um, you guys, you guys saw some of my, my ranting about it, about Nagy and everything and how the bears are going to have 23 days between when the starters last played and they play Sunday night. In LA, so Matt Nagy decides not to play any of his starters. He wants to rest them, doesn't want to risk anything. And I said, Andy Reid played all his starters first half third preseason game, and I said that's the difference between Andy Reid being a Super Bowl winning quarterback and Matt Nagy's bum ass, because some of those guys didn't even play, like Allen Robinson, they didn't even play the second game. So now you're these guys are going to have like a month off between whenever I, I can't remember if they played a little bit in the first, the first game or not. I mean,
1: realistically the off the, 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 the skill position players for the offense, they didn't really have an off se- or a preseason. They, they didn't right. play, you know, like
0: full reps and stuff like that. None of and, the guys. So, and I just know what's going to happen. We're going to go into fucking LA. We're going to look lifeless. We're going to get like six points from Andy Dalton. And when they're probably gonna get blown out by 28, 28 points or something. I just don't know how you can rest those guys as much as you can and not think that you're just going to go in there and be awesome. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm right on the ball on ball with this, but uh, I think when you have Andy Dalton and you have Justin Fields, you should have definitely have given them more time with some ones to build some rapport, get the playbook down. especially. Dalton, who's new to the team, Justin Fields, new, rookie, trying to learn the speed and trying to learn can, like timing and everything with his, with his guys. And they didn't do any of that. And he's going to come out there and they're going to say, well, we had good practices. We had good communication. We're all collaborating, blah, blah, blah. And it's it's going to be the same fucking shit that we see every, every year, the first couple of games where the, the offense just trots out there looks lifeless and doesn't do shit. How yeah. is
2: everybody chalking this up for, for son, for that, that sunday night game it's lost? it's going to be unwatchable dude there we're going to get our fucking asses handed to us it.
0: you know and i am not privy to what how much um la was playing their their ones or whatever but i when i like i said when i just saw that andy Reid's playing the all his guys first the the first half of the pr- third preseason game that's probably the one team that ne- doesn't need as much practice in the preseason but he's still putting them out there to keep them fresh and keep them you know loose and mentally prepared Matt Nagy's just like oh yeah go take the month off you know like well, the offensive line comes back for for what one one quarter on the third the third game I mean it's it we're gonna get to just we're gonna get destroyed and it's it's just gonna be an infuriating Sunday night game most times
1: when you do these kind of thing because we've done it we've had these conversations in the past, and I would say you're overreacting a lot of the times. But we've seen Matt Nagy's preseasons, and we've seen this over and over again. So I think you're spot on. I think at a lot of the times Matt Nagy is too smart for his own good, and this is one of them. The O line stinks, they look terrible. I worry about Justin Fields' development with this Swiss cheese of an O line, and there's no answers. And for them to not get any sort of like cohesion, um, there's no real reps, no game reps, at least. It's not good, man. And like you said, um, sure, a lot of the times preseason is, you know, just a formality. Defenses aren't showing you anything and, and people are resting. But for this team, they need all the reps they can get, man. So, yeah, I am worried. I'm worried about that first game. Uh, I think we have a real good reason to be worried about it, but even like reports, I, I could say like, Jason, you had mentioned like, Oh, like Matt Nagy saying, like the offense looks good in practice and stuff like that. But by all reports, they don't look good in practice. Jeff right, I know but
0: what I'm saying that that's De- what he's going no, that's 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 to he's he's like say. say.
1: No, but that's what I'm saying. Like Jeff Dickerson's out there telling you like, these guys don't look good in practice. And like Braggs in the stands is saying the same thing. Like the defense consistently outworks the offense. I'm worried. And I think the first three games are going to be a real good litmus test to what like Matt Nagy is going to be out on his ass. If, if, if things don't change fairly quickly, Yeah, we'll see what happens that Sunday night game, because he's, he's going to be on a short leash for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at saw what Dalton did, even with the limited ones that were playing and most of the twos, he, he, it, it, not, it was not good. I mean, when you have Nagy saying after the first preseason game that Andy Dalton needs more reps to see what we really got. Andy Dalton. I think we all know what Andy Dalton is at at this point in his career. And that's my point was you, you should, he should have been out there for at least a half on, on Saturday. I mean, Tennessee's not, not a shitty defense by any means, so it could have been beneficial to him get some reps in. Same thing with Justin Fields, you know, get throw him out there on uh, with some of the ones and as well for for a quarter. I mean, it's they just they they were they're gonna have too much. That's my fear is like you're basically having three bye weeks <laughs> between games. You're not gonna play that Thursday. You're not playing Thursday night. You're not playing on a Sunday. They they limited the fourth preseason game, so now everyone's treating the third preseason game, like the fourth, it's, it's too much time off. And I understand that they were adding a 17th game this year and it's going to go longer, and, but it's, it's, I just, it, I just know that the team's going to come out and it's look like that game a couple of years ago when they opened the season against the Packers and they had like 30 yards in the first half where it was just like a pitiful, pitiful offense. So we started this podcast in
1: October and the first three months of the podcast was just straight misery, just miserable, miserable talking about the Bears. And now this White Sox team has been like a nice little, you know, break from all of that. And now I feel like we're just falling straight into that same trap where like we're not even into the regular season. And these last 10 minutes have just been flat out depressing. We might lose listeners. <laughs> this, this is so bad, but it's the truth. Like we're, we have no confidence in the head coach right now and it sucks. So, I mean, the only thing we can hang our hat on is like eventually Justin Fields will be starting and we'll all be excited for that to happen. But with this O line, we never know. Hopefully he can make things work because he looks like he's the real deal, man. And and I'm just excited for that because everything else is just
0: fucking complaining and misery. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they'll have a good practice and maybe they'll get some points in, in, or they can just do what's right and hand the ball off to Dave Montgomery 40 times and get me a whole bunch of fantasy points.
1: Okay. I don't think it's happening. I, I really don't think it's happening. What if they win that Sunday night game? What, what's what's going to be our reaction Monday
0: morning? Okay, wait, wait, hold on. Are let's, you gonna? We're gonna have to eat some crow. Okay, hold on. Let, let, let's let's back this up for a second. Did they win the game because the defense was picking off Stafford like it's 2018, or did they win the game because Andy Dalton was just dropping dimes to Robinson and Mooney? It's just a winner or a loss. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean anything could
2: happen. I mean, you know, we're, we're right now we're we're thinking the worst. I mean, that's just every Bears fan right now. We're just thinking the worst. We're going into this game, and I want to be at a wedding <laughs> at this at this um on this game, but um. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, everybody's going, you know, just thinking the worst where you're going to get slaughtered. I mean, obviously, when the Bears are on prime time, what's the, you know, take out 2018. What's the number one thing that usually happens? Bears bears
0: are the opposite of the TNT Bulls.
2: Yeah. We're not very <laughs> good when it comes to the, like these primetime games. Um, So yeah, obviously if they do shock the world and they do, and somebody puts money on them, by the way, is everybody start betting here again with the, Oh, we will have or? our
0: bum bets coming back pretty soon. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm already, so, d- yeah, I'm already we're, doing we're bringing some this up as
2: well too. But, yep. but yeah, I mean, you know, if somebody's putting money on the bears to win, I mean, you know, God bless them. And they, they you know, they, they, you know, they, they put some money on there, but yeah. I mean, there's a chance. I mean, there's a chance that they could win. I mean, their defense doesn't suck. I mean, it's just, the offense is just, you know, it's very unpredictable or no, it's actually, it's not very unpredictable. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, you know, it's, it's a possibility, but I mean, realistically, that's what I was, I was saying earlier. I mean, are we chalking this up as a loss here?
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm betting, I'm betting the rant. It's already out there. Like the opening line was seven points. The Rams are giving up seven points. I'm no, I'll take that. I'll take oh. that. I'll give. I'll give yeah. the Rams. Seven. So that's my first. That's my first NFL bum bet of the year.
0: There, there you go. You got a. You get a free one. Yeah. Uh, I'm just worried that the defense is going to come out looking great, and then they're just going to get gassed because of all the three and outs. Andy Dalton's going to give them. Because I know we know the Bears defense knows staffer, like the back of their hand. They know what he is. They know what his strengths are, his weaknesses are. You give him a little pressure, he ain't. He ain't running. Um. So that could, that's the only reason I could say the bears could pull out the victory for that is because just the way they kind of always dominate Stafford and there's really no running game for the Rams. So you just got to take down cup and woods and make cover them really good and get some pressure on Stafford and make him throw some, throw some picks and make some mistakes. So I could, I could see a scenario where the bears bears win that game, but Dalton's gotta just keep that defense off the field for a little bit, get some first downs, get a couple field goals, and maybe get lucky and break a catch a deep bomb to Mooney or something. Um, but that's just everything has clicking on this all cylinders, and Dalton doesn't be Dalton. Depressing stuff, guys. But go, Socks. Go All right. Speaking of depressing stuff, what do you guys want to talk about next? Do you want to talk about the shit show of the Jake Paul Tyron Tyrone Woodley fight or Kanye West Donda?
1: Let's <laughs> let's get to let's talk about the Jake Paul real quick because I, there's not much to say. I watched it. I found a I didn't pay for it. I would never pay for so, it. We, I found a stream. Jason, I know you found a stream as well. Mine was going in and out, but I ended up watching the fight. It sucks, man. These guys, I mean, who was it? One of the Diaz brothers, I retweeted it had the perfect tweet. Yeah, both these guys, both these guys suck. Yeah. It was it was just not entertaining. The the women's the the women's fight before that was the best fight of the card. Um, but we keep talking about it. We're falling into this trap. I feel like unless it's like we gotta stop talking about these motherfuckers, we gotta stop giving them credit. All right.
2: Yeah, I've been I don't know why you guys keep on looking at this stuff. I mean, you guys are just mem- mesmerized by these two fucking idiots that keep on going <laughs> and fighting and they just handpick these handpick these state boxers. It's just kind of like if Mike Tyson was handpicking, I don't know. Just any random, just say, "Oh yeah, here I'll come and fight." Like it, it doesn't make any sense. Like I, I, I have no interest in any of these guys. I even know who they were up until the, the, all this stuff started happening. So I mean, this none of this stuff. Like I'm glad you guys didn't pay for it either. So that I mean, that was another thing too. But I thought you guys did. But you know,
0: no, but, no, um, I'm not giving that I motherfucker any of my money.
2: I, I, but I'm actually, I'm actually starting to feel like you guys are turning the right way with this. Like you, yeah I think I'm watching
0: I'm, this. I'm at the point where unless it's unless it's like an actual other boxer and it's not hand-picked by him then it might be potential watching but he's picking these MMA guys who don't who aren't really known for striking woodley's on four four loss streak hasn't won since 2018 39 years old I mean come on that that's just you're and he got and he got rocked too. Woodley should have finished the fight to begin with. But. I mean, he
1: just didn't throw punches. It's tough to nope. win a fight when yeah, you, don't throw, when you punches. don't throw,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, and it's not it like after he got rocked and he had to go to distance and he was all gassed that he didn't want to. He's like, Oh, I might, I, I need some time to think about it. It's give okay, go away then. I don't, I don't need to see you anymore unless you're going to be fighting the actual boxer. Give him, you know, what, Give him triple gi I'll, I'll, I'll watch that. Oh,
2: gosh. Yeah. He'll kill him. Uh, let me ask you guys a question. Cause you guys actually did watch the fight. Um, did this seem
1: fixed? No, it, no, like, I know it It was uh, like Woodley was hitting him. I mean, he got rocked a couple of times, so I don't think it was fixed, but I think it's very smartly, you know, like you said, handpicked to where like they're fighting these quote unquote MMA guys, but Woodley, like, first of all, Ben Askren could never throw a punch, even when he was in the UFC. He was a wrestler, so, like, he had no stand-up game. And then Woodley, Woodley was known as a big puncher, but even then, he's got boxing gloves on. It's much different. And the other thing was, like, Jake Paul and Logan Paul, both of the Paul brothers, they're they're not stupid. They haven't fought anyone their size. Even Woodley was smaller, Mm -hmm. you know, size-wise than them. So... Unless he, like Jason said, unless he fights a boxer or someone with the same like height, reach and stuff like that, then it'll be interesting. But like but, you said, I don't know why we keep talking about it. I know why, why. I think Jason and I both are children of the Internet. And these guys, that's all everybody was talking about on Sunday night. So, of course, I'm going to like watch and, and, and kind of be interested. People are tweeting and stuff like that. The Barstool guys were on the telecast. Given their bets, which was there, that was the funniest part. <laughs> that the was the thing, best part of night. Was, 0 and 9. Like, Port, Portnoy, Portnoy and Big Cat did not win a bet. <laughs> at, at, at by the end of it, they were looking like uh, Charlie because, from e- because even the even
0: the main event they had it for like a, what a knockout in the third round or something.
1: Yeah, they just did not win a bet the whole time, and they were like giving out bet prediction. It was just hilarious. So that was the best part of the of the, the whole fight. But like, yeah, I mean, obviously, going forward. We, as the Chicago sports moms, might want to pick and choose when when we talk about the, these the
0: last thing. I'm going the last thing I'm gonna say about this is, you know, he called out Ben Askren, he called out Woodley, he's been calling out McGregor and Masvidal. Just go, just go to do MMA then, dude. Like you're always gonna get these MMA guys to go box. Just if you want to fight UF, UFC fighters, go to go start, you know, training and Doing Jigit try Jigit to get Hill Dana and, White to sign you. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: You wanna go fight MMA guys? Go fight MMA guys in the octagon. Stop being a bitch and trying to get them to come over to the non-boxing guys to come box. Call it some call it some boxers. Is call Canelo. Still alive? Yeah. Wait, maybe he is. I would like Butterbean versus. But yeah, call call out Canelo. Dollars. Like, go ahead. I'd like to see that. Yeah, right. they don't want that smoke. No, they of course not. You get he get fucking destroyed. Um, speaking of destroyed. Kanye West ruined Soldier. Field. he burned Soldier Field to the ground, good on Thursday.
1: Burn that—that's what I—I <laughs> I kept tweeting about it. Burn that place to the ground and exorcise whatever demons haunts the Bears, because that's what it looked like from all the pictures from that stadium. Was it was half like a church sermon and half an exorcism, and who knows what else it was? It. I will. I will say this. Like I, I will repeat it again. Children of the Internet. I was interested. I watched it. I watched the the live concert on like the Apple streaming service and stuff. You watched like the whole that. thing, most of it. Yeah, the kids were already asleep and Julie was upstairs. I had nothing to do, so I watched. I watched most of it. Um, it was definitely interesting. The whole Marilyn Manson, the baby thing. I didn't know what the fuck was going on there, but that's what he wants, man. He's just headlines, headlines, headlines.
0: Did you did you stare at your uh, screen for three hours waiting for him to start?
1: No, I mean. That, I will say it sucks for the people at the concert waiting, but I told yeah, you that's if you're that, at that's a Kanye a show, you you have to know what you you, you have to know. Like you you shouldn't be shocked that yeah. you're gonna be waiting and there's gonna be these you know diva like tendencies. So like I just feel bad like, for anybody at the stadium. It's like
2: the whole EXO Rose and Guns N' Roses. Exactly.
1: It's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, artists have been doing this forever. I know my mom and dad, I remember this vividly. They went to the Allstate Arena or the Rosemont Horizon or whatever to watch Ana Gabriel. At that time, she was a huge Mexican singer, Mexican sensation. They said that she didn't come on for like two and a half hours. I mean, like mm-hmm. the music... Artists or rock stars have been doing this for years. Well, so wasn't it I wasn't, wasn't it uh, a Snoop Dogg a couple years ago at Riot Fest where he did like five minutes? Yeah, and, he got- and then they <laughs> they turned the they turned the lights off on him. I, credit to Riot Fest, they had some balls. They're like they made him wait, and then they're like, "All right, you got a hard out. We turned the mic and the lights off." That was
0: awesome. yeah. That, that's what I thought the Park District was going to do because the, the stadium closes at eleven thirty. Like that whole area shuts down yeah, at eleven thirty.
1: Imagine the freaking free for all that would have been, it would have been like the purge. If like, you know, Chicago park district turns off the lights on Kanye West, those fans would have revolted. It would have been nuts.
0: Yeah. They must've got some special, he must've got some special permission or something to keep it going. Cause I've been to many uh like music fests and everything at soldier field before. And yeah, they got those, they got those hard outs at like 1130. Cause that's whenever well, I, I
1: think Kanye West has a little more pull than Skrillex Jason.
0: yeah all right i'll give give you that i'll give you that one
1: (laughs) that being said
0: have you listened to the album um i listened to about seven eight tracks of it and it's not really piquing my interest there's a couple there's a couple listenable songs i haven't got through the whole thing yet um some of it's just it i grew up on the early 2000s kanye you know call me a you know Nostalgic fuck or whatever, but I don't know. It just, a lot of his new stuff just doesn't, doesn't work for me. I will say
1: as much as I've been making fun, I I'm still a Kanye fan. It was at least in my opinion, a lot better than those last couple albums. Um, okay. The, the jail, I, I mean, obviously jail with Jay-Z I really liked um, the weekend track. I don't know any of the songs yet, but the one with the weekend was really good. There's about four or five songs that have, have they're just better than anything he's pulled out. So I like that part of it. That that being said, the two hour album is insane.
0: Um, it's two hours.
1: Yeah. It's like an hour, 47 minutes.
0: Wow. I know. Right I know now. there's like 27 tracks on it or something. When I saw 20, that, I was like
1: 27 songs, one hour, 48
0: minutes. <sighs> jesus
1: triple vinyl triple disc
0: yeah that's like that's like the smashing pumpkins double album yeah melancholy yes melancholy yeah uh yeah i got to i had a lot of i had stuff going on at work today and i had i got maybe about seven eight into it and a couple of them were kind of catchy the other ones you know you just they just kind of fade into background noise and yeah because where it's not white where all of a sudden you're just kind of like oh shit like i'm bumping this like and you start nodding your head and everything. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep on going. But um, I was so surprised. Far, right?
1: That's all I'll say. It was, I was so surprised it was
0: better than expected. That being said, I don't think it was worth the continuous delays that he kept pushing on people or with the album. Not not making people wait, but like just for the album to drop in. But to each their own. I know there's a lot of huge Kanye West fans out there.
1: I will say, though, now that we're all we've talked about this on the podcast, we're all, you know, late 30s, kind of older, a little more jaded, if you will. Is there anyone like if somebody released an album right now that you'd be like, fuck, yeah, I've been waiting forever for or like I'm excited about it? Like because because in our youth, when I was, you know, growing up 13, 14, 15, even into our my like late 20s. I would be excited for album drops. Like, you know, uh, like the Killers are coming with a new album yeah. or, or, or early Kanye and, or like different bands, you know, are like, oh, here comes the release. You, you know, you like mark it on your calendar. I'm, I'm, I'm going to check it out. So I feel like I haven't had one of those in years.
0: A couple or earlier this year, Offspring dropped a new album, which I was really excited about because I love Offspring in the 90s. Uh, so I got excited for them. Their album was the new one was pretty, I think that was first one in almost 20 years. Maybe I'm probably wrong, but uh I thought was, I thought that was pretty decent. Not it wasn't anything like their old stuff, but uh listenable. Um Nas dropped a new album. That was okay. That definitely wasn't anything that he was putting out back in the nineties as well, too, in the early two thousands. Uh but yeah, I maybe like Jay Z drops an album every new one every couple of years, but you know, he's all married with kids now and
1: it's different.
0: You just can't you can't really talk about. You know fucking every girl you you see in selling coke anymore so kind of yeah, he he' gonna be dropping a remake uh part two for girls 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 I have one what do
2: you got and it's just i, I think it's a reunion that I think everybody's waiting for um in sync I don't know if it's gonna happen i don't know if it's gonna happen but you know I hope it does I would like to see another oasis album
1: well, yeah, like if that does happen, I feel like, you know, the whole world's waiting on pins and needles for it. Um But yeah, I'm not holding my breath. It's been so long. That, no, no. You know, every so often you hear these stories that like, oh, they were at the same bar. or Oh, they were, you know, this and that. But I just don't know if that, that's going to happen. I will say I, I just I may maybe I contradicted myself. The two the two last surprise Taylor Swift album drops were pretty good.
0: We we did turn to a Taylor Taylor Swift (laughs) Stan Stan account for a a little while there. Um, All right. Well, yeah, the, (laughs) the, the kind of show was a little weird for me. I mean, I know he was trying to do like the more performance art. The whole thing with Marilyn Manson was kind of weird. And then what he, I guess he did like a fake wedding or something to Kim again.
1: Yeah. She came out with like, they said some sort of designer wedding dress and they, quote unquote renewed their vows. I don't think it was truth or it was just, you know. Yeah, I don't show. think you can do that when that you get
0: a, when you're after your divorce is finalized. There.
1: I mean they're the weirdest fucking divorced couple ever. I will say that much. Like they're just weird people. Obviously they're million billionaires. They just they're not regular humans anymore.
0: Nope. All right. Well enough Kanye talk. Let's 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 bum some people. I feel it's time we should we to get, do some more ranting here it's all we do right i mean
1: yes the complain cast the, we're, we're, we're getting to that point we're maybe next week i will say next week we'll bring some like more lighthearted topics i think we'll do another power ranking or something something to lighten our spirits maybe uh we will talk about marvel and and do a power ranking or we could just talk about music oh
0: actually or... the the bums are going on vacation next week for labor day weekend
1: I forgot about Labor Day weekend.
0: Yeah, we You're got right. we got. It. Well, no.
1: Well, we'll talk about. We can it. we can we can, maybe, we can night, maybe we, we can maybe we
0: can maybe do a a live a podcast, podcast from from all out and yes the state Arena. Other, if we don't, we're we're gonna have the week off, and we'll be back to bum the Bears after their first Sunday night game. I, I think well, it's if not the if arena, all things,
2: it's the, it's the Now Arena.
1: Yeah if all things go as planned we might have an emergency just a quick all-out recap because I'm and we all are very excited about the show
0: yes we are we'll keep it a, we'll keep it spoiler free for 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 that at that point um all right I'm gonna start off the bum here uh because I, I have to my bum with my uh, MVB I gotta bring it back from last week and my what a bum was only fans for getting rid of the porn. And then after I bummed them 48 hours later, they reverse course and decided that making money is good. So only fans is my MVB for letting the ladies make their money and letting the company and the investors make money. That's all. That's all it's about. Make some money. Go show your goodly goody goods and
1: come <laughs> coming to their senses is what you want to.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> pun intended ah <laughs> oh, yeah uh, ha-ha. yeah gotcha gotcha all right so that so you can thank me if you if you're only fan subscriber you can thank me for for changing for having them change course by bumming them last week but my what a bum this week and if you don't know the name you will in a, in a minute here uh Spencer Eldon and if you don't know who it is he is the Grown ass man who was once the baby on Nirvana's Nevermind album, who is now suing the band for sexual exploitation for putting his little wiener in the pool chasing money. Now, granted, that's a pretty risque, you know, album cover for even back in the day, but it's a baby. Everyone shows naked baby pictures. That being said, him trying to sue the band for a money grab 30 years later, fuck this guy he's only mad because they didn't want to like do his, they didn't want to come to his art show or some shit. Like they didn't want to, they, they didn't play his art show. So he got pissed off about that. So now he's suing them.
1: What I don't understand. I, I got mad. We talked, I talked about this with my wife. Why doesn't he sue his parents? Oh, that's a good point. Like, or if his parents had like management for this kid at that time, sue them or sue the photographer. What obviously it's a headline grab if you're suing Nirvana. And that being said, if you are gonna sue them, at least make it interesting. He's suing them for like hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I
0: don't. Did you hear that? I didn't see the exact amount.
1: Yeah, so. it's a hundred. I think it's hundred and fifty k. I'm like, why even go through the time and effort? Nah, we're. Look at that kid. That kid. Look at that. Look at that baby. It's a baby dick. Gotta get that off screen. We're going to get sued now. Uh, All right. What's that guy's name? Spencer Eldon. Spencer Eldon. If you are watching or listening to the bumcast, I want it to be known that that was the Southside bum Johnny that did that. Don't come (laughs) suing baloney or HBIC. I want the lawsuit to be written and directed. (laughs) Oh,
2: that's Johnny that's Ford. great. I thought. Hold on a second. I thought we were, were a team. Like if all of us on something, happens, <laughs> and we blow up. You know. I hope that we all together. We're,
0: we're, tri- we're, we're tripod. We're tripod. Peter.
2: Yeah.
1: What's going on? All, right.
0: all, all right, right. If that baby,
1: If that baby dick motherfucker wants to sue us, come bring it. We'll, we'll, and second we'll see of all, I'm
2: not the one who's insulting him right now. You just said all these things to him. So.
1: Yeah. No, but let's I mean let's he, make I'm, I I'm just I'm I sick of people trying baby to dick on screen
0: sick of people trying to get a cash grab or something um yeah I, I like I said I read that he was he was really pissed off that they didn't show up to like his his art show or um oh here here's another article it says um Eldon says his parents never signed a release authorizing the use of his image on the album even worse Not in it See, and then this. And now he considers that picture child pornography. It's not. Yeah. Anyways, he's an asshole. It is my water bump for the for the week. It's true. Johnny. Uh
1: yes, I will go next. Um, he's still looking at that picture. Don't be gross,
0: Johnny.
2: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm looking at my I'm looking at the what I'm gonna say, jerk. <laughs> Um, my what a bum is ESPN. Uh, ESPN uh, recently, I don't know if you guys heard the story, but uh, they played a, uh, a team, uh, a junior college team that I guess ESPN thought it was a high school team. Um, it was Bishop uh, Sycamore. Uh reportedly liked ESPN to play on national television on Sunday. Uh, school claimed it had multiple Division One prospects. Reportedly, played two games in three days. Not affiliated with the uh, with Ohio High School uh, Athletic Association and lost 58 to nothing uh, to this other team. Yeah. So for ESPN, big company not to know or get any feedback or, or any background information off of this team like what do you like who the hell is running shit over there like Idiots. like how do you how, yeah like how do you miss something like this and it's to me it's a little embarrassing honestly because it's just something like how how like what's the next like, some somebody might have the same idea like in the future might try to pull something off like that too and espn will be like yeah sure we'll we'll go and play you know whatever you guys are playing. So, um, yeah, ESPN is definitely my, what a bum, uh, for this week. And then my, um, MVB, uh, I got to go with Yaz, man. I mean, what a return back, um, from, he was like gone for like 44 days. He had like what, three home runs. And what was it? Over 10 RBIs or something like that. I mean, he (laughs) he had a monster. Yeah. What a weekend, monstrous weekend. Welcome back. Obviously we desperately we've been waiting for this uh, moment to happen where the Sox are full strength. Um, on the offense, obviously, catching wise, because you know, our, our, the backup catchers. I mean, don't get me wrong, Sebby's offensively was, was doing pretty well. Collins, I think he's just not ready for for, for the big leagues just yet. Um, but he might not be on
0: the team next uh, year,
2: yeah. But I'm just glad that Yaz is back. I mean, he had a hell of a weekend, the whole Sox did too, except for that Saturday. But um, I'm just glad that Yaz is back. So he's my MVP for this week,
0: nice. Um, Peter, before you take us home, I just want to follow up on something with Baby Dick Boy. Um, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> he's suing for one hundred fifty thousand from fifteen different people. So he wants—he's
1: so he's suing fifteen different people
0: for one hundred fifty thousand each. I mean,
1: Dave Grohl just
0: sneezes that money. <laughs> um, but the funny part is, is he—he uh, he was actually he actually recreated the album cover scene on. A couple occasions, so obviously he was cashing in on his notoriety, for because no one would have known that you're album cover boy unless you actually go out there and tell people that you were that, you're that guy. Yeah. All right, so that's why he's even more of an asshole. All right, Peter, take us home.
1: Speaking of publicity stunts, um, I never thought I would be doing this, um, but my bum of the week, good old number six, Jay Cutler. And it's not for what you guys think. Um, Obviously, he's been going on a couple political and, you know, social rants about masks and everything else. I don't care about any of that. You have your own opinions about that. But he's a competitor now. He's a direct competitor to the podcast. If you guys don't know, Jay Cutler started a podcast. And that's. (laughs) I I, I completely lost my train of thought because I was going to motherfuck him. Yeah, he's a, just a direct competitor. So now, now all of my love towards a, Jay Cutler is no more. I'm a Justin Fields guy. I'm gonna change my Twitter bio, and that is that. I completely yeah. lost my train of thought there. I still, I, th- I thought, your audio went out there for a it. second.
0: I thought, I thought you like you censored yourself or something.
2: Wait, well, well, you I think you was... would, would want to be on the show?
0: What's that? I think, I think, think he would he would... want to be on the show. I think this would be a. Cutler? I think, this, I think the bum cast would be great for Jay Cutler's career. It could really give Rush. him a good a good boost in, in the media.
1: Well, yeah, he's been all over the place. He's been on uh the Pat McAfee show, he's been on pardon my take. He had Waddle and Sylvie come on and stuff like that. The last like he's avoiding us he's avoiding us. No, yeah,
0: because I mean like we would we'd ask the tough questions but then he would just we put him on the map. He'd be relevant again. He wouldn't have he wouldn't have he'd be it would be like it's 2014 all over again.
1: Anyway, my bum of the week Jay Cutler number six. My MVP, it's not, I mean, it's no surprise. Jason, we talked about it pre-show look at the smile on my face. I know it's Manchester United. It's Cristiano Ronaldo. He's coming back home to where it all started. Um, I'm very excited and that's it that like, they really have a chance this year to do something special Manchester United. Haven't been top of the table in a long, long time. Um, and all they're missing is a goal scorer. They had a game this week that ha- they had no business of winning um, against Wolverhampton, the Wolves, and uh, they won one nothing, basically gutted out a victory. But those are the type of wins that good teams at the end of the year win and gut out. So I'm excited. I mean, they're in, they're back in the Champions League. They're gonna have Ronaldo. He's gonna be the target up front. And as a huge Manchester United fan, I couldn't be
0: happier. So.
1: I'm just excited for all involved,
0: including me. Okay. Can we talk about them real sorry, quick sorry. before we, we we leave here today? How thirsty your other team has been lately? Madrid?
1: Well, I, I just oh, saw yes. that. Continue, Jason.
0: Go, go ahead. No, I'm just, they didn't. Apparently, they're just being super thirsty right now. And up in the, they, what, they increased their offer by an extra like 25, 30 million or euros for uh, Mbappe. You're just Barcelona. salty that you have no Messi anymore.
1: Barcelona is not relevant; they are in financial shambles, and
0: it's going to be tough. Sledding if I for you have for to a while. suffer. Everyone in La Liga has to suffer. That's, no my, way, that's my. That's my. That's no my take way, on it. Man. I mean,
2: this is. I mean, but this is no surprise. With Real Madrid, they do this all the time. I mean, they, they always try to find the top dog, and obviously, the reports are coming out with Mbappe. Yes, he, he wants to leave you know, and he's you're not sticking around, you know, if, if that offers, you know. But I don't be... get, he
0: doesn't want to be in messy shadow or something, or doesn't want to so play here's what with... I, I had this conversation with my dad earlier. There's no denying
1: PSG, their owners do what they want. You know, they've, they got the oil money. They're basically unlimited money. It makes sense for them to just start keep poaching players and making a super team. That being said, Kylian Mbappe is a young, young star. And it just shows that like they could have, won- they could easily win without having to do all of that. And for them to take Messi, which I understand it's Messi. He's a generational player. He's the best player in the last 30 years, but he's on his way out. Like at most, he's got two more years, maybe at PSG. And that just was it just showed like no faith in killing Mbappe. So at that point he's what 22, 23 years old. Like he's just, I, at the like ascension point. And I considered it a slap in the face. You know, all these guys, man, are, they need their ego stroked. They're, they're, they're superstars, but they're divas. That's what the top players in the world in soccer, they're all divas. And yeah, like I would want out too. Cause he, Deserves to be the top dog and he deserves to be the top star in a club. He's that good. So I don't blame him, but yeah. So hopefully he gets, he yeah, goes I, to Real Madrid.
0: I, I just, I see, I see that from, like you just said, Messi's only going to got a couple years left before he heads over to the Chicago fire. Yep. <laughs> um, And yeah. I would say, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You're, you're a young guy. Go play with Messi, learn from him. Like win some, win some cups, man, you know, like soak it in while you can. Cause he's not going to be, a, he's not going to be there for the next 10 years and stealing your thunder. I mean, I don't know, but if, like you said, if these guys just all want their ego stroke, then it is what it is, but it's not like he's it's the roles are reversed where the young 22 year olds coming in and he's getting all the, the accolades and everything. But that's just my take on it.
2: You know who I've started really liking? I was having a conversation with one of my buddies when we were talking about Mbappe. And um, I know this is this is a different team in a different league. Um, I love Real Madrid. I, I'm always number one with Real Madrid. It's just my team. Um, I've been following for years. Um but if I had to pick a second team, I, obviously, when, when I really started getting into soccer, obviously, you know, Peter's played soccer. He, you know, also got me, you know, familiar with a lot of the European teams. So I do I, I do have a heart for Manchester United as well, too. I'm actually glad that, you know, Christian Ronaldo's going back to Man U. That's, that's actually pretty cool. Uh, in Germany, there, there's a team that it's always kind of like second to Bayern Munich. I love Dortmund. Bor- Borussia Dortmund. I think yep. they have a really good team, um, yep. especially they have a really good forward. Um, um, Holland. I hope I'm pronouncing this. Yeah, Holland. Oh my gosh, this dude is insane, and they got a they got a good supporting cast as well too. The whole team is actually really good, but him, he's just like on a different level right now as well too. But um, there's a lot of stars that you know. I, I know. I, I think people were. I think there's are teams that were trying to go after him as well too. So um, everybody is was, yeah.
1: I was yeah. about to say, don't get too attached, Johnny, because he's going to be on his way out. If it's, I, I thought it was going to happen this summer. It'll probably be in the uh, winter transfer window. Um, he's so good, and he's so fast, and I think I wouldn't be shocked, you know, Manchester City, also Real Madrid, like all these big, yeah. big teams, maybe even PSG now that Mbappe is on his way out. Um, yeah he's really good I, but like you said Johnny Dortmund's been around for a little while now I would say the last like six seven years they, they've been on the Ascension and stuff like that and they were once this like you know like almost like ragtag group of guys trying to fight like the big monster in Bayern Munich but I mean Dortmund's just an awesome team now like I, I think it, they're almost you know what they remind me of the, the Gonzaga teams where Gonzaga was you know, the Cinderella story for a long time. And now Gonzaga is just one of the big boys. And that's how Dorman is now.
2: Yeah, and and also if you you know for anybody who's not really a soccer fan or don't doesn't follow anything and you know as far as like European teams, uh, I would consider this as like the Yankees and the Red Sox of the late '90s or 2000s, um, where the Yankees were you know that that's where Borussia, uh, I'm sorry that's where Brian Munich is and Bielsa Dortmund is the Red Sox, but now yeah. it seems like you know they you know I just yeah, they're, they're, they're one of the top dogs and I loved, I've always loved a lot of their players on on that team. And if I had to pick anybody in a German team, I would definitely pick them over Brian Munich, even though, you know, Brian Munich is like the number one team. So
1: shout out Gio Reyna.
2: Yeah. Yeah, All I could say is I'm sorry for a lot of Barca fans. Sorry, Jason. Yeah, Sorry. it It is
0: what it is. It had the, the fairy tale had to end eventually. So it's, it's like, you know, the, The hot porn star who eventually ages and gets usurped by the new eighteen-year-old starlet. What a metaphor! (laughs) (laughs) And that's
1: the and that's the show, guys.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Thanks. We're out. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Yeah. Good night. I'll talk. I'll talk to you later.
0: (laughs) But yes. We're wrapping with that. We'll do we'll do some UEFA talk next podcast about the pools and everything and the drawing and everything. Yeah, um, that yeah that'll be interesting. There's
1: a lot of interesting matchups. We could yeah. break that down. And like maybe, I said, we'll, Billy's been itching to come back on. So maybe uh, if Billy wants to talk a little bit of soccer, we we'll have him on for a second for sure.
2: Yeah, I have another question for him as to why he has. I, I thought I saw a pic of him uh, having a Wolves jersey on. So I mean, I I. I can never figure out what, what team he follows. So.
1: That guy likes every
0: soccer team in the world. We'll yeah. It Football it out. is life. <laughs> yeah. It's well, good. I,
2: it's a good sport. It's good sport to follow.
0: Like I said, we'll probably, we're probably going to be um, taking a break next weekend, unless we have some emergency podcast for AEW all out. We'll, we'll see about that, but otherwise we'll be back for some soccer talks or some bears season opener talk and all that other good stuff everyone else who's doing some fantasy drafts this week, make sure you listen to last week's episode of the bum casting with our friend, John DeBari to give all your pre-draft rankings. I know I definitely use some of his advice in my drafts uh, over the weekend. So make sure you get that in before the season starts. And uh, guys, I'll see you. uh, See it all out on Sunday. CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk.
2: Don't forget Brian D'Allison.
0: Spoilers, Johnny. Spoilers. Good night, Javi. Good night, Javi.
2: Talk to you next week.
0: Good night.